0: everybody welcome to another off-season edition of the dose media network podcast i'm ben hover joined as i always am by joey carrion and on today's show we've got nfl season long totals live on prize Mm -hmm. picks on underdog on the books joey we're like two and a half months away from nfl kickoff i'm starting to feel the excitement dude yeah i
1: mean i think it's 13 or 14 Sundays away now from week one. Um, obviously, it starts a little bit sooner with Thursday Night Football, where your Detroit Lions are actually playing the Chiefs. Six I know you're and pretty, a half
0: is a lock. Boss. <laughs> I know on.
1: you're uh, pretty excited for that. But yeah, we're about uh, 13 more Sundays away from having NFL football on, which is obviously incredible. Can't wait for that. But in the meantime, we got some uh, player prop season longs to look at underdog has a ton price picks has a ton DraftKings obviously has a ton right now so in this video we're going to take a look at some of our favorite early season long player props if you enjoy this content make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're watching on youtube if you're listening to this on whatever podcast feed you use make sure you're following or subscribe to the podcast it helps us out a ton but i would advise go watch on youtube we're gonna have the screens up and the props up so Uh, Go over to YouTube, Dose Media Network, and and watch this video.
0: Yep, check it out for sure. And don't forget to join our Discord where we're going to have exclusive prize picks, underdog pick'em content all season long. Joey, some of these lines, a little bit egregious in my opinion.
1: Yes, so obviously it's early in the off-season, training camps, haven't even started those will start in the middle towards the end of july uh teams did just get done with mini camps though and otas um and there was really no major injuries coming out of those uh, to be expected there's less injuries each and every year now in the off seasons with obviously the cba and the limited practices and whatnot but I think a lot of these will change as the summer goes along um there's still some signings to be made you know DeAndre Hopkins is rumored to be a New England Patriot here shortly we'll talk about that um and then obviously injuries are going to have a huge factor on the prop market and the season-long market and best ball markets uh but we don't have that right now so early June I think there are some beatable lines which we are going to go over and the first one for me would be Trevor Lawrence's passing yard line. So mm-hmm. we have 3975 and a half on underdog and I think it's important also to line shop. Obviously, it's important to line shop just if you're gambling in general, you want the best line possible. But with multiple sites running season long props with underdog Price Picks, DraftKings and then other sports books will follow soon. Make sure you're getting the best number. Obviously on these pick a maps you have to parlay it, so you'll have to find another prop that you like. But Trevor Lawrence has the best passing yard line on Underdog at 3975 and a half. He's 4100 plus on Price Picks, so about a 200 yard discrepancy from Price Picks to Underdog. Alone, and really, this is just betting on a Trevor Lawrence ascension into yeah. year three, right? They added Calvin Ridley in the off season, so you're adding a potential elite wide receiver one into this Jags offense that did really well last year with Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, and you're retaining all of those players as well. You're going into year two of Doug Peterson, um, and we saw major improvements from Trevor Lawrence in year two. So this is really just a bet on him improving even further. The situation got better. Cam Robinson, who is their starting offensive tackle, will be suspended to start the season, which is concerning. And the Jags offensive line is still concerning. But with Trevor Lawrence, he's a generational talent. He was coming out of the draft as you know one of the best quarterback prospects in recent memory. And going into year three, adding Kelvin Ridley. We see it year over year when young quarterbacks get elite players added into their offense. The boom happens. So this Mm -hmm. is just betting on a Trevor Lawrence ascension into year three. And I think all of the uh, stars are aligning for Trevor Lawrence to have a great year this year.
0: Yeah, I could not agree more with you on this take I think Trevor Lawrence is poised for a top five quarterback type of lead this season like I think he's going to make that ascension that you talked about I think Calvin Ridley is a big part of it and we just you know you just mentioned Calvin Ridley and his addition to the offense his line on underdog disrespectful bro at 855 and a half receiving I may be on an island here with this take like I've heard some people talk about there being little separation between Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley as the one A, 1B in this offense and I don't agree with that at all. I think Calvin Ridley comes in, I think he instantly commands a 20 plus percent target share in this offense. I think he's going to be to Trevor Lawrence what Steph Diggs was to Josh Allen, what AJ Brown was to Jalen Hurts, what Jamar Chase was to Joe Burrow. We see this time and time again. We've talked about it. It is the blueprint. Trevor Lawrence is poised for this ascension. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be a big part of it. I think this line is like 200 yards too short. It's at about 900 on the book so you're getting a 45-yard discount here on underdog, and and I personally believe that Ridley is live for like a 1,200-yard double-digit touchdown type of season. Like, he could be a true wide receiver one, and he's coming back incredibly motivated. I know that you read and and I read and we've talked in our Discord about uh, the article that he wrote for the Players' Tribune. Like, he is motivated as a person, he's motivated as a player, and all of the stars have aligned, like you said. I mean, I think this Jags offense in general is probably the most undervalued offense in the... These early lines
1: yeah absolutely I think that with Calvin Ridley the you know bear case would be he's only played five games in two years right yeah. so kind of in a similar similar situation to like Deshaun Watson you know if you're if you're betting on Deshaun Watson this year these players haven't played in a long time so can they come out in 2023 and be productive with new teams. Um, I do think that Calvin Ridley has the talent to be productive and to clear this 855 and a half receiving yard line. I frankly do believe that it is too low. The target competition is obviously there with the players that I mentioned before, but talent wins out at the wide receiver position and Calvin Ridley is the most talented wide receiver on the Jags and he's going to have an immediate role come day one. And he's got a full offseason, a full training camp with the Jaguars. So I wouldn't be too concerned about Calvin Ridley for this year, but there are some concerns that, you know, we should bring up and Obviously, for all of the players that we're talking about, there is going to be a case for why we like them and a case for why we don't like them. But in this situation with Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley, as you can see on the screen, I think this is an easy pairing. Obviously, you can't put it in by itself because you can't do two players from the same team. But this would be a great pairing to have in a a five leg slip on underdog or even a three leg slip if you want to go that route, because those are the best slips on underdog are three leg or five legs um and trevor lawrence and calvin ridley i I think that's one of the easiest pairings you can make right now on underdog
0: absolutely i love this pairing and especially that's one of the big differences between underdog and prize picks where like you said it's one of the best that you can make on underdog is a three-legger and it's uh, essentially the worst that you can make on prize picks so again important to know you know the book that you're playing on the site that you're playing on and make those adjustments accordingly
1: all right so for the second player prop that we're going to talk about we're going to go over to prize picks for this one and I don't really have any conviction either way I was just looking at the prize picks board just scrolling through it seeing what players they had available comparing it to sportsbooks odds and this prop specifically is the best prop available on prize picks when comparing it to DraftKings odds and that is going to be Russell Wilson under 38, 75 and a half passing yards. So if we take a look at DraftKings Sportsbook right here, you can see they have Russell Wilson as a minus 140 favorite to go under 37.50 and a half. So we're looking at 125 and a half yard discount on DraftKings, but a bump on Prize picks. They're higher than DraftKings by 125 and a half yards. Which is a pretty big discrepancy. So, just taking a look at DraftKings and prize picks, I mean, this is clear cut a value prop. If this line was available on DraftKings, this would be a minus 170 prop. You know, mm-hmm. this would be the best prop available right now on price picks. And it is the under. Now, like I said, I don't really have any conviction towards the under or over because I think both of us are kind of on a Broncos bounce-back season with yeah. Sean Payton because coaching obviously does matter. And Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, was just fucking god-awful. Horrible. Last year. So they're getting a top-five coach in the NFL over the last 15, 20 years And Sean Payton. Um, they drafted a wide receiver. They're getting Tim Patrick back, who was out all of last year with an injury. Um, and they haven't traded anybody, right? They didn't trade Cortlandz on. They didn't trade Jerry Judy and Javante Williams is hurt, so their starting running back is hurt. They added playmakers in the draft uh, at the wide receiver position, and all their wide receivers are going to be healthy. I think he could go over, but if we're just playing as plus EV as possible, which I think is important, Russell Wilson under is the best play on the board right now on prize picks.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that, and I mean it's just a value play, right? Like I think that the Broncos could definitely bounce back, but at the same time, sometimes you just have to chase the value. And I would also say, right when we're correlating on Prize Picks, if we're going to be turning this into a six legger, for example, you know, you would be want like you said with Trevor and Calvin Ridley, you want those to be connected. Russell Wilson and the Broncos receivers can also be correlated on unders as well. You're getting a fifty yard discount on Cortland Sutton. His line on Prize Picks is. 50 yards higher than it is on books. So 750 on prize picks, 700 on DraftKings. So I think that that would be a strong correlated under. Judy are getting about 25 yards discounted as well on the under. So those would be the type of plays that I'm trying to make and just chasing the value, to be honest.
1: Yeah. And I think that's also important to bring up is the correlation aspect. You just want to be correlating these season long plays on these pick them websites. Obviously, you can go on DraftKings and you can straight bet all of these, which I know that you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the value is better on these pick'em sites when you can parlay and correlate your players together. And ultimately, I think that is the most important aspect of playing NFL season-long props is getting as much correlation as you possibly can. And we did test it out prior. You can play quarterback overs with receiver overs um, on prize picks. So like you said, Russell Wilson under take Cortland Sutton under take Jerry Judy unders um and and you're getting value right and that's honestly in my opinion the the second most important thing is just trying to find value wherever you can and you know trust the sports books they have billions of dollars their models are usually correct and Russ Wilson like I said he's the best prop available right now um in terms of unders so take this under and, and be happy that you got it in Uh, pretty good because I mean, this prop is, is just flat out wrong right now.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with that. The last two that I will touch on here at the quarterback position, um, Mac Jones and Desmond Ritter. I like both of their unders and this is less uh, about the players themselves, and more just that when I'm looking at the board and the quarterbacks that I think have the biggest chance to not play 17 games because of performance, you know, with, with essentially getting bench equity, I think Mac Jones and Desmond Ritter are those plays. Uh, Mac Jones' line is at 330 or. 3,399 and a half passing yards. His line on underdog is like 150 uh, yards lower. He's minus 140 to go over the same line on DraftKings as he is on prize picks. I think there's a little bit of potential to wait in case DeAndre Hopkins does get signed to the Patriots in the coming days, like we've heard rumors could happen. I think his line would get bumped and that would be an even better opportunity to take the under. But just in general, I, I mean, I think, I know you kind of disagree with me on this point, but I think that there's a good point, uh, a good potential opportunity here that Mac doesn't make it through the full season, that Bailey Zappi gets some games in. And with Desmond Ritter, you know, he's just a complete unknown. We don't know. It's going to be first and foremost, a run centric offense to begin with. Mm-hmm. And if he struggles, the team doesn't have that much invested in him. Taylor Heineke is a capable backup and you know, all it takes is a a string of bad games from Desmond Ritter and a run first offense for Taylor Heineke to get in there and be a little bit, you know, like the trusted option. So out of all the quarterbacks on the board, I think that you get the most equity in taking these unders just for potential benching.
1: Yeah, definitely agree. And then you also have injury upside, which we haven't touched on and a lot of the plays that we we are discussing in this video are unders right because Mm -hmm. there's just a ton of ways for nfl players to fail rather than succeed the market accounts for people wanting to bet over so some of the lines are inflated a little bit um as we saw with russell wilson it's inflated on prize picks because prize picks knows most of their users want to bet overs. So they are getting in at a bad price. That's why in the NFL, you take unders because a player can get hurt. They can get benched Um, with skill position players. Other players can rise up the depth chart. And there's just a ton of variance in the NFL in general. So capitalizing on unders is definitely the most profitable strategy with these NFL season long props. And I do agree that Mac Jones does have some bench equity Do I think he's going to get benched? No. Do I think he's going to play better? Yes. But like you said, there's value in this line. His under on books is juiced to minus 140. Um, You're getting this here. If you play it in a six legger, you're getting it at minus 117, right? So there's clear cut value with Mac Jones under, and there's a ton of ways for him to fail. The skill position players aren't good. Uh, unless they sign DeAndre Hopkins, but right now as a stands, it's Kendrick Bourne, Devonte Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, and a couple rookies. Right? Mm-hmm. Not great. Tyquan Thornton, year two. Um, who knows with him? I do think the Patriots will be better. I do think the offense will be better with Bill O'Brien, and there will be more continuity, better plays. But still, many ways for this to hit. And then with Desmond Ritter, I agree with everything you said. And I mean, he's just he's just trash. Like mm. at the end of the day, he's not good at quarterback in the nfl (laughs) and taking an under on a player like that is always good so yeah don't mind either of those and my next player that i want to correlate with the matt jones under as we talked about before correlation is key with these nfl season-long parlays is juju smith schuster under 750 and a half receiving yards mm-hmm. okay we're going to get this line in potentially before deandre hopkins signs. so there's upside of deandre hopkins coming in and taking targets and yards away from the patriots wide receivers you have the injury upside of course and then you have the upside of juju smith just being a declining player in the nfl
0: and, and that's what we've seen yeah. from him right you know since he played side by side with antonio brown he has been a declining player
1: yeah he is clear cut Not the same player that he was uh, early in his career. And and 750.5 is pretty low, I will say. like It will only take a few good games from Juju for him to really threaten this line. But over the last three years, how many 100-yard receiving games do you think Juju Smith-Schuster has?
0: Off the top of my head, over the last three, I would say like two, three. He He has three. Okay.
1: He has three 100-yard receiving games over the last three years of his career. Mm -hmm. So his ceiling is very, very low. Then the Patriots' offensive ceiling obviously isn't great, I will say. Mm -hmm. You have the upside of DeAndre Hopkins being added. You have injury upside. You have him just not being a great player anymore, and he could potentially lose snaps and lose targets to some of the other players on the team. I think this is just an easy under to be honest. Like I am a Patriots fan, obviously I want the Patriots to succeed, but 750 and a half, I'll gladly take this under and if he goes over, you know, you just charge it to the game at that point.
0: Yeah, and and I'm uh the opposite. I'm I'm actually a Patriots hater and I think that they'll be in play for the first overall pick after this yeah, season. So no. I mean, this is easy cash. Lock it <laughs> in.
1: No. No <laughs> chance that happens. But I mean hey. It's them the
0: it's them the Raiders and the Cardinals all vying for that first overall pick <laughs> bottom tier teams <laughs> <laughs> And then you know speaking of the Raiders right and and us talking about some wide receiver unders here Devonte Adams at 1325 and a half receiving yards on underdog it's 1300 on prize pick so you get a little extra 25 yard cushion here on underdog this is a tough one because you know obviously Devonte Adams is an elite player in the NFL he's gone over 1300 yards in four out of his last five seasons granted three of those you know quote-unquote successful years were with Aaron Rodgers and last season of course with Derek and several injured skill position players in that offense even further consolidating the target share around him to me this this kind of comes down to like the situation that they're in right the mm-hmm. quarterback play is abysmal jimmy g may not even be able to make it to the team if he doesn't pass this physical like they have outs to void his contract and behind him they have got brian hoyer <laughs> dude like if jimmy g can't make it why is brian Hoyer even still in the league first and foremost that's confusing to me even in it like in it of itself so what is their backup plan you know sign carson wentz who's apparently on the prowl for a job you know trade for trey lance something like that like the situation is horrible Devonte adams is creeping up there in age he's 30 years old now turns 31 in december hunter renfro and jacoby myers like they're not alphas in the sense that i think that they threaten Devonte adams and, and him getting his within the offense but they are career target earners both of them they have been they're both good wide receivers in the league and this line is high he's got the third highest line of any receiver on the board you know higher than aj brown higher than tyreek hill and to me, it's just, you know, we've talked about how many outs to failure there are, you know, you miss one or two games because of injury and you're probably hitting the under you, you know, have the worst quarterback play of your career. You might hit the under, you know, he might still be able to command 1200 yards, but 1325. It's just, it's a really high number as elite as I think Devonte Adams is. I just, I really don't like the situation with the Raiders this season.
1: Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. You know, we're, we're kind of hammering the same point that there's just a ton of ways for players to fail. It's more so not because Devontae Adams is declining. He showed last year that he's not. It's just the situation got worse significantly, right? yeah. And and that's because of the quarterback play. Like Jimmy Garoppolo may not even be on the team come week one. And then what do they, what do they do? What, like what route do they go if Jimmy Garoppolo isn't on the team week one?
0: Bringing Cam Newton out I, of retirement. <laughs> I,
1: I truly don't know. And then even if he starts week one, Jimmy Garoppolo has played one full season in his career.
0: One, he's been in the league
1: since 2014. Granted, he was a backup to Tom Brady his first three years. But in his six years with San Francisco, he played one full season. Now, he did have a season where he played 15 games out of the 17, still missed a few. But he is an injury-prone quarterback, point-blank period. So even if he does start week one, there's still a ton of risk with Jimmy Garoppolo at the quarterback position. He's never supported a player over this line ever in, in his career. And, <laughs> and really, the the offensive situation could just be abysmal with mm-hmm. the Raiders. So I, I do love this under. I think this is pretty free. His 1,300 and a half is minus 110 um, both ways on DraftKings. So like you said, you're getting a 25 and a half yard cushion there to the under if I had to put a line to it, that would probably be like minus 125 Yeah, on DraftKings. So you're still getting a little bit of value, in my opinion. Uh Obviously, that, that's just a hypothetical situation. But easy, Devontae Adams under. And then kind of a similar uh play for my next one is Mike Evans under, 950 yeah. and a half. Literally, mm-hmm. same situation, terrible quarterback play, abysmal offense potential. With the Bucks specifically, there are other players that can earn targets in Chris Godwin, Rashad White. Um, so you got two players that he's also competing for with targets and what and what I will think would be a low volume passing offense this year. So under nine hundred and fifty and a half. I know it's scary because Mike Evans is the guy that goes over a thousand yards every year.
0: And he you know he's already talked about it, right? He said, I want my 10. This will be 10. If he hits it this year, it'll be 10 yeah. straight. And he said, I want it. I'm going for <laughs> 10, baby. So, I mean, if you want to doubt Mike, I, mean, I feel less <laughs> confident about that one. I don't think Baker is quite as terrible as uh, Jimmy G. But I know I know you notoriously cannot stand Baker Mayfield.
1: I mean, Baker Mayfield is just horrible. <laughs> he's, he's just bad at football. Mike Evans' line is 925.5 on DraftKings, minus 110 both ways. So you're getting value on underdog and Prize picks. Obviously, you should be playing both. If Prize picks is legal in your state, underdog is probably legal as well. If you're not playing both, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. I'm sorry. Somebody has to say it. Yeah. You got to be playing both, but they are the same line on underdog and Prize picks. So it doesn't really matter here. But Mike Evans under 950 and a half. I know it's scary. He's a thousand yard receiver. He doesn't get hurt blah blah whatever he's also been blessed with a few years of tom brady playing elite football he's been blessed with Jameis winston being a gunslinger and throwing for 45 five thousand yards um a season not this year he's got bigger mayfield and kyle trask as his quarterbacks um and, and it
0: turns it, 30 in two months before the season starts
1: Yep, And was not great last year, right? Mm-hmm. He would have went under this line had he not had a absolute snap week the, the last week of the year, which in, in week 16, he finished with 11, 1,124 yards. In week 16, he had 207 yards on 10 catches.
0: And three touchdowns. And I didn't have him in my DFS lineups. <laughs> I remember. Right?
1: He had three <laughs> games the entire year with over 100 yards. And that was with Tom Brady at quarterback. Now insert Baker Mayfield slash Kyle Trask, I mean easy under, e- Chalk e- easy under.
0: I, I got one more under here that I want to attack on Price Picks, and this is my favorite prop on the board. Okay, favorite this is prop, stone cold lock. I think you put the house on it. You buy a house, okay, and then you put the house on it. In, and then in this when, economy, yeah. Well, when it hits, you'll have two houses. Think about oh, that. Okay. Okay. Tight end unders. we, we all know. Right. Tight end unders are some of the most profitable bets that you can make in the NFL. Darren Waller under 750 and a half receiving yards on prize picks for many reasons. First of all, you're getting good value. This line is 50 yards lower on DK, you know, mm-hmm. it's at 700 flat on DraftKings Sportsbook as a single. So you're getting a, a good 50 yards, which I mean, that's actually adds up when you're talking about a, a number as low as 700, right? 7, 750. It's like a what? 6.6% discount, something like that. I just don't think that Darren Waller is going to command the same type of dominant target share that he did in the Raiders offense pre Devontae Adams when he was the stone cold alpha. Okay, it is extremely crowded in New York, right? Stupid crowded. Right. So not only are we talking about a tight end under, which already off the rip is good, you're not talking just about good value on a good line. You're not just talking about a 31-year-old tight end moving situations to a new system. He turns 31 in week two of this season. He hasn't played a full season in three years, and he's going to be competing for targets with Saquon, who you know is going to get his Jalen Wyatt, who the team took highly Wondell Robinson, who's going to be back Sterling Shepard, Paris Campbell, Isaiah Hodgins, Jameson Crowder, Godius. Okay. There is just no chance that he's going to have the same target share that he did in previous years. I think that this is as close to a stone cold lock as you get. This is my favorite prop on the board. Darren Waller under, 750 and a half on price picks.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's 700 and a half on DraftKings minus 110 both ways, so you're getting a 50 yard bump on on price picks. Like I like I mentioned before, price picks is going to inflate lines because their customers love to to take overs, which are historically worse bets. Mm-hmm. than unders um especially with with tight ends like you mentioned tight end unders print absolutely print obviously darren waller is a freak athlete yeah can he go over this number absolutely the probability of him going over this number i would put it at about like a 35 percent chance so if you're and, and that's just me obviously i'm not a math guy don't don't come at me but personally i would give it like a 65 percent chance he goes under th- this line And if you're telling me there's a 65% chance a player goes under, I'm going to take that 10 out of 10 times and hope for the best. Uh, Like you said, the the competition is there for targets. And the biggest thing that you didn't even mention is Daniel Jones' limitations as a passer, right? He's not an upside passer that's going to throw for 4,500 yards, 5,000 yards in a season to support all these guys. Like if no, I his
0: line is at three thousand two hundred and seventy five. Okay, thank Daniel, you. Because like, I, I on, was bro. I was
1: just going to 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 look it up just yeah. to it's to, just to show everybody how low that line is for Daniel Jones passing yards. He's not going to be able to support all of these players. He's just not that type of quarterback. He's not that great of a quarterback either way. We like him for fantasy because of his rushing upside, um, which obviously hurts his his passing numbers as well. Do I think Darren Waller will be the number one target? On the Giants, yes, I do believe that, but there's still a ton of risk. And and like you said, he hasn't even played a full season in three-plus years.
0: And just going back to the target competition, right? Like, with Darren Waller, one of the reasons that he has been so successful is, like, how much he plays in the slot. Dude, they have, like, ten slot receivers, Jamison Crowder, Paris Campbell, Sterling Shepard, like even Jalen Hyatt, like the only out Isaiah Hodgins, like the only outside receiver they have is Godeus. What are we doing now? Some of those wide receivers won't make the
1: roster. We do have to say that sure
0: Jamison Crowder probably won't be on the team
1: I do think Isaiah Hodgins probably makes it um, Wandale's obviously a lot Hyatt's a lot Godius could could be cut but he's more of an outside wide receiver either way so maybe his spot is safe uh, but I, I do want to bring that up some of these players won't be on the team come week one but nonetheless still a ton of competition for Darren Waller and frankly the this under does look
0: look pretty great so all right, man. Let's give the people what they want, okay? We've yeah. given them the sharp plays. We've hit the unders, okay, you know, but we We're know what the are smashing
1: every under because <laughs> we like money.
0: I do enjoy money. It's nice. But the people want their overs. Who's going to destroy their lines, Joey? I know you've got a couple of wide receivers that you like, some second-year options with low lines.
1: Yeah, so the first one is on prize picks, and, I mean, let me just – Just gotta pull it up. I mean, Chris Olave over 999 and a half receiving yards. And I think the best bet in all of fantasy football is second-year wide receivers. The data shows historically that second-year wide receivers are great fantasy selections in general. And then you take a talent like Chris Olave and the next player that I'm going to talk about, Garrett Wilson. You take these two players, two young. Rising superstars at the wide receiver position in the NFL, you bet on their overs and you hope for the best. In 15 games last year, Chris Olave had 1,042 yards. So he went over this number in his rookie year with Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, and Taysom Hill throwing him the football, right? You take those guys out. Andy Dalton went to Carolina. Jameis Winston is still there. Taysom Hill isn't going to play any quarterback this year. You bring in Derek Carr. Now, Obviously, Derek Carr isn't a great quarterback, but he's an upgrade, right? He supported a monster Devontae Adams season last year, and he supported wide receivers throughout his career, Amari Cooper, etc. Michael Thomas, at this point, we know he's not going to be on the football field. Just we, we got to give it up. He's not going to be on the field. They have Rashid Shaheed, who I do like kind of as like a flyer in like best ball. Whatever, he's not really a factor. Chris Olave is going to be a 25% target share player with Derek Carr throwing him the football. And he's a second year wide receiver with immense talent and opportunity with upside of Michael Thomas not being on the field with upside of Alvin Kamara who we know is going to catch a ton of pass- passes out of the backfield. He's going to get suspended most likely, even though we haven't heard anything about it, which is weird.
0: He, yeah, he will I, I think he'll get suspended. He'll probably certainly. he'll
1: probably miss 6 games. So there's a good chance that Chris Olave might just be the only person catching the football for the Saints at least to start the year.
0: Yeah, and and Chris Olave, I mean, He's a dog. dog. Like he's an actual dog, dude. He is he is disgusting. I I mean, he slaughtered this line like you said in his rookie season and gets a quarterback upgrade. Like I am not a Derek Carr guy. I don't really care for Derek Carr at all but he's clearly an upgrade he just supported Devonte Adams having 1500 yards like if you think Chris Olave is not you know if, if as long as he plays a full season I think he clears this by like week 13 week 14
1: and obviously that that is the concern is injury concern and he did get smacked around <laughs> he did get smacked around a little bit in his rookie year and his line on DraftKings is a thousand and a half so only a yard higher uh, at minus 110 both ways, so they're really not pricing it one way or another. They're kind of in the middle, which doesn't make too much sense to me. I I, I do think that Chris Olave is primed for a second-year breakout with Derek Carr, and there's just so many things that could go right for him with, like I said, Michael Thomas being an injury-prone wide receiver with Kamara getting suspended, and they really have nobody else behind those guys. Um mm-hmm. Obviously, if Michael Thomas plays a full year. This line could get a little bit tricky, but I I still think that Chris Olave could easily take over as as the number one. And you know he he only started nine games last year. Like exactly, he started nine games. He only played in fifteen. So we're gonna get him as a seventeen game starter. If he's if he stays healthy, he's obviously a, obliterating this line. Yeah. So, I
0: mean, I mean, say that like, you know, a genie comes to you in your sleep, you know, you get, you get a wish and your wish is to find out that if Michael Thomas plays a full year and the answer is yes, Chris Olave is still the wide receiver one at this yeah. point. Right. I, I do like, agree. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I love this line. I think it's one of the best on the board. And you also mentioned Garrett Wilson coming off of an offensive rookie of the year season. Well, earned, well earned. Garrett Wilson is absolutely him. My concern with Garrett is is you know aaron Rodgers has all of his boys coming to town you know but alan Lazard, but i don't care i don't care garrett wilson is him i think garrett wilson will be regarded as a top 10 wide receiver after this season and he's smashing this line frankly
1: yeah 11 40 and a half it, it is a, it is a high line right but we're looking at another second year wide receiver with a quarterback upgrade and those are the players that you like want to bet on. He has all the talent in the world to be an elite wide receiver one in the NFL. And now he's getting one of the best quarterbacks of all time added to his team. I think that Garrett Wilson, I I, I think he's primed for a major year two breakout, like Justin Jefferson-esque mm-hmm. breakout. Obviously the concern is injury, right? If he gets injured, he's not going over this, which any over, you have to you have to fade injuries you're going to run into injuries, right? That's why you need to get volume in with these season-long plays and these parlays. You just need volume. You need a ton of bets. Some of them are obviously going to get chalked by injuries. It's inevitable. It's the NFL. This line is 11.50 and a half on DraftKings. So you're getting about a 10-yard discount. The only thing that irks me is he was priced so poorly on price picks. When oh, they know. first dropped the lines, he was like at 1050 or ten forty and a half, yeah. and a uh, half. And we were on it early. Even Trevor Lawrence was early. Like the lines on prize picks already have been bumped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um Underdog just released theirs a, a few days ago. But that's the only thing that irks me is like taking a line that I knew I could have got in way yeah. sooner back in march when price it, it, picks it's put a
0: hundred it's a hundred yards higher now than when yeah. it came out on price picks yeah
1: which is obviously annoying <laughs> that's annoying as fuck it's tough. but tying up money for a year is is not the wave uh but yeah garrett wilson over 11 and a half and i mean right here as you can see on, on the underdog screen gave you a nice little five lickers we'll come back to this it's june 15th right now we'll come back to this five legger in january Mm -hmm. and we'll see how it fares this is the five legger i would place right now on underdog if i was going to make a slip
0: i love it i love that line truly
1: yep this is this is it this is this is a winning 20x put 20 on it wait a couple months get 500 back but yeah not much else to say about garrett wilson it's just a year two ascension at the wide receiver position, quarterback upgrade, don't really care much about the competition. And then you have Brees Hawk also coming off of an injury. Um, and so
0: potentially I, not going to be ready for the start of the season is what we're hearing. Yeah,
1: so so I, I think that the Jets could uh, go a little bit more pass heavy and uh, the, the AFC East in general is going to be competitive and the Jets are going to be in a lot of close competitive games. So that will help with uh, passing numbers as well
0: absolutely i mean you've got uh three contenders in that in that division and also the patriots
1: yep fuck you
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right I mean, I gotta get on my bias tip real quick here because you know, as I was comparing the lines on Underdog, Prize Picks, and and DraftKings, I saw something that I mean, frankly, I'm a little bit offended by this. Amon Ross, <laughs> Saint Brown at 950 and a half yards at minus 115 on DraftKings. Yep. What are we talking about here? Uh, why are we disrespecting the Sun God? Something yeah, has. That's kind of crazy. That is absolutely absurd, okay? This man averaged 9.1 targets per game last year. Jamison Williams suspended to start the season. The team six downgrades. Games. Yep, six games out off the bat, okay? The team downgrades from DJ Chark to Marvin Jones on the outside. That's not great. They sub out DeAndre Swift for Jameer Gibbs. And I think that probably Jameer Gibbs is an upgrade here. I think that his utilization will be comparable, though, right? Like, I, they brought in David Montgomery to replace uh, Williams, so... So, I mean, I think that you know, Jameer Gibbs, maybe he gets an extra target per game from DeAndre Swift, but this is going to be a highly consolidated offense. And Amon Ross St. Brown is a proven stone cold alpha here. And you're getting value on this line compared to, for example, prize picks where he is 75 yards higher. He's at 1050 on prize picks. He's at 1010 on underdog. So not only are you getting this as a single, which is safer than, you know, trying to get in the parlays, although I do agree that correlating them makes a lot of sense value wise. This is Just a good line, in my opinion. It's disrespectful to the sun god. I don't know what they were thinking, and you gotta lock this in. I don't know what else to say. You gotta lock this in. I'm locking it in. Sun god for the win. Come
1: on. Yeah, I mean, I love it, and obviously, you get you gotta play some straights with it with the futures as well, just because we've talked about it a ton. I've I've said it a ton. There's a ton of variance in the NFL. Anything could happen, and playing parlays, you know, you're just opening yourself up to more risks. So. Definitely for your bankroll, um, whatever your bankroll is, you should be playing straights. And I do agree that this is a very playable straight at 950 and a half. a Rod will be a 25, 30% target share player, at least for the time that Jameson Williams is not in the lineup. Nine, not, He needs 951 yards. And he's a pretty like durable wide receiver. Doesn't take that many big hits. And he's in the slot, right? That's the most- yeah. Beneficial position on the offensive side of the ball, you know, outside the quarterback, like slot receivers have the easiest matchups, time in and time out, and then you also factor in the division is not good, right? Like, yeah, especially the,
0: defensively. Yeah, Bears the, and and Vikings have horrible secondaries.
1: The Lions will be able to throw the ball on all. The Lions will be able to throw the ball all over the teams in their division, and they should be a competitive team either way. And, like, week one, he, he might give you, like, 150, 200 off rip.
0: That's what I'm saying, bro. He had 1,100, 1,100, what, like, 1,160, I think, last year on 106 catches, and he's still a young ascending player. This is only going to be year three for Amon Ross St. Brown, you mm-hmm. know? Like— I don't know, man. I think that this line is just flat out bad and and I'm smashing it. I mean, it it is a bad lineup. Like obviously
1: we're just, you know, some regular dudes. We're not math dudes or projection guys or whatever, but that doesn't mean we can't identify a a poorly priced line, a poorly made line. And I do think Amon Ross St. Brown, he should be at least over a thousand. He's like you said, he's over a thousand on both underdog and prize picks. He had 912 his rookie year. On 90 catches, 1161 last year.
0: And he t- wasn't even a starter until midway through that year. He was like a fourth-round pick coming in. So, yeah,
1: and you're telling me he can't get 951 yards this year?
0: Disrespectful. Disrespectful.
1: I I, I don't know what DraftKings is doing with this line, to be honest. I, I do think it is about 50 to 100 yards off, you know, and and that's on the safe end. Honestly, if, I, if I'm a line maker, I'm pricing this at 1100 and a half.
0: Yep, absolutely. Could not agree more. All right, Joey, we're going to close out here with a couple of running back props and I see that you're on a few unders to start things off.
1: Yes, yeah, so James Conner under 775 and a half rushing yards. The reason I like this is because I think that the Cardinals are just going to be absolutely horrible. Kyler Murray tore his ACL towards the end of last year and there is some concern that he could miss The start of the season, there I have seen optimism that he may be able to be ready for the start of the season. Who knows? We just don't know the timeline with Kyler Murray. But either way, this offense is is going to be horrible, god-awful. They are devoid of talent pretty much at every single position on the offensive side of the ball. 775.5 is a low number for a player that I do think will see volume. And, you know, somebody tweeted like, James Conner averages, like, 22.5 fantasy points with Kyler Murray not in the lineup. Like, come on, bruh. Like, Mm-mm. no, we're, we're not buying into a bad offense with an injury-prone player in James Conner um, on a team that's just not score- going to score a ton of points, to, to be quite honest.
0: On a you. team that's win total is four and a half.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I like the under yeah i definitely like the plus
0: money dude that's a lock
1: and and this is a team that could end up tanking right this is a team that come week eight week nine they just sell 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 everybody tank for caleb williams and they give some of the younger players some run and i don't believe that the cardinals address the running back position so James Conner spot is pretty secure at this point, but a lot can change uh in season. 775 and a half. I think that's a fair number, but I'm still hitting the under on that. I'm I'm just I'm just not a James Conner believer. I mean anybody that has been listening to us is pretty aware of that fact. And his yeah. line is seven fifty and a half on DraftKings. So you're getting a 25 yard uh bump here on price picks to to hit the under. It's minus one time both ways. Uh, draft king. so this is just a play for team environment injury potential and what position gets injured the most in the nfl
0: yep right there with tight end unders running back unders are always a good play i mean this is totally unsurprising you've always uh been anti james connor and everything that he's overcome
1: <laughs> you've been you've been <laughs> pro james connor are you gonna take his I over have.
0: Absolutely not dude. The Cardinals are going to get <laughs> completely smoked all year long and I mean, I don't like it. I just don't like this line. I would not bet the over on a single Cardinal even though I mean, Hollywood Browns line is a little bit disrespectful, especially with me expecting them to trail and DeAndre Hopkins out of the picture, but I don't know, man. It's just like they're going to be losing so many games and and know, man. he's I don't like it.
1: And let's let's bring this up he's 28 years old now Mm -hmm. okay he's 28 the cliff is coming he's going to a seventh year he hasn't been productive at all to be honest in the last few years he did go over this number last year by five yards he finished Mm -hmm. with 782 the years before that he finished with 752 721 464 he had his you know kind of breakout year with the steelers 973 yards and 144 yards his rookie year. So he's only gone over this number twice in his career. Like I said, he's 28 years old on a terrible offense, and he's injury-prone. Lock it up. And it's 750 and a half on DraftKings. Like, it doesn't have to be that hard, you know? Yeah. So James Conner under, DeAndre Swift under.
0: Yeah, speaking of injury-prone running backs. (laughs)
1: DeAndre swift under 599 and a half rushing yards now this one might irk you know the fantasy community because they are in love with deandre swift quite frankly
0: because they, they don't learn their lesson
1: uh going in going into his fourth year he's obviously an, an explosive player and he can't go over this line right like if he gets the opportunity with philadelphia say he gets like 200 attempts he's he's going over this line no matter what but this is just a bet on him not doing that. This is a bet on the Eagles using the other running backs. Kenny Gainwell performed really well towards the end of last year. I think he's going to be a bigger factor. They went out and signed Rashad Penny, um, who has shown that he's a capable running back. Jalen Hurts is obviously going to take a ton of the rushing yards in that backfield as well. DeAndre Swift, I don't know. He's just he's just a player that I just don't have much faith in at this point to get a ton of rushing yards. But this line is super low and with always with, with super low lines on talented players, it's going to be a sweat. And, and honestly, this shit could be chalked by like week eight.
0: Yeah, I mean, DeAndre Swift is the type of player who has the capability to rush for over 100 yards in a game. He's also the type of player who could get five touches a game. You know, we just don't know. It's a really crowded backfield. I almost think that I like his touchdown rushing under a little bit more. It's at five rushing touchdowns on the season. I mean, I think that both Kenny Gainwell and Rashad Penny are probably more likely to be used at the goal line, at least if we see anything similar to what happened with swift in detroit and jalen hurts whose touchdown line is at 11 for some reason that's insane but like he could hit that too like as we've seen with jalen hurts like i'm all aboard it and deandre swift i mean obviously we don't wish injury on anybody but this man cannot stay healthy to save his life so i don't know man i'm on board i think i prefer the the rushing touchdown under to the yards just because he is so explosive and can get there on efficiency rather than volume, mm-hmm. but I, I'm on board with this. I love the James Conner one and, and I agree with Swift as well.
1: Yeah, honestly, I think the James Conner one is a fucking lock. Like, this yeah. is locking in. He's not going over 775 and a half. The, the, the DeAndre Swift one, that's probably the one that I'm most concerned about right now. Um, he's 580 and a half with a little bit of juice to the under he's minus 115 to under 580 and a half rushing minus 105 to the over and you're getting you know a 19 yard discount or you're getting a 19 yard bump on prize picks so i do like hitting the under here but this is the one where it's like if the eagles kind of become committed to deandre swift as their rb1 which i do see you know a scenario in which that happens he's smashing this number
0: it's in the range.
1: It's it's definitely in the range of outcomes with DeAndre Swift, but it's also in the range that this is a, a four way committee backfield and mm-hmm. a five way committee if you include Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. Um, so I will take the chance on DeAndre Swift under there. You know, I just got to scroll up, go to the rushing yards. He's at the top. You know, he's at the top. You're your player, your guy.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Look, you wanna, I mean, you obviously, Bijan? I love Bijan, dude. I love Bijan i mean listen dude this is more so more than anything else just a bet on pure talent right like bijan is one of the best running backs that we have seen come out in quite some time you're getting a 25 yard discount on prize picks off of his line on dk honestly i i do kind of like this as another straight bet opportunity because he's plus 100 on DraftKings at uh 1100 even So, you know, plus money for the extra, what, two carries that it's going to take him to get Hmm. those 25 yards. And going back to what we said earlier about Desmond Ritter, like this is going to be a run first offense. This offense is going to run through Bijan Robinson. They did not need to address this position in the draft. Tyler Algier was coming off of a thousand yard rookie season. Cordero Patterson is a functional player in the NFL. They spent a top eight pick in the NFL draft on Bijan Robinson with the intent to use him, okay? Mm -hmm. I think that he, I mean, what would you put his, like, touchline at in terms of carries? 250 on the low end, 275? Like, and there's a good opportunity for the over, like... If he plays a full season, I think he is blowing by this line. We've seen it. You know, rookie running backs can succeed easily in the NFL. It's not like the tight end position or even wide receiver where it maybe takes a minute to catch on. Like running backs can instantly come in and be successful. It is a good scheme. It is an offense that prioritizes running the ball. And Bijan's usage, I just expect to be incredible, frankly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's reminiscent to me of, I mean, what's the last player that was this talented coming out of college? Saquon? who rushed for 1300 yards in his rookie season, Zeke who rushed for 1600 yards in his rookie season. Like this line is low. In my opinion, I like it on prize picks where you're getting the discount and I like it at plus money on books. And I just want to be uh in on Bijan Robinson. I mean, this is a guy who's going as the RB2 in fantasy before he's even taken a snap in the NFL and rightfully so in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and and I do think if you're if you're taking a running back over, you're taking a young, highly regarded talent at the running back position. If you're going to take any over, and that's clear cut, John Robinson. I do think that the opportunity will be there for him, and that is what correlates the most at the running back position with, you know, yards and, and fantasy points. Is just straight opportunity. I I, I think Bijan comes out and he's a 15, 20 carry player immediately week one. Um, Off the and he has the talent to absolutely blow by this number so
0: this could be cash by week 12
1: yeah legitimately especially on one of the run heaviest offenses in the nfl so you put them in a scheme with a coach that wants to run the ball with a scheme that has had success running the ball and a soft schedule the entire nfc south has a very soft schedule like we didn't really mention it with the saints but yeah. they have maybe the easiest schedule in the NFL the Saints do and the, the, Falcons,
0: the Falcons and the Saints are, are yeah. I think the top two if I'm not yeah mistaken. The, the Falcons
1: are right up there and you know their win total is actually pretty decent as well I think it's sitting at yeah. like seven and a half or eight and a half currently um so I think that they're going to be able to win games this year and I think that they're going to have leads and the ball is going to be in Bijan's hands a fuck ton so opportunity will equal rushing yards, and then you combine that with him having generational talent at the running back position. Uh, Like you said, he's compared to Saquon, Zeke, um, and some of the other top guys that have came out over the last five, 10 years in the NFL. Uh, This line is just too low. So the only way this loses is injury.
0: Absolutely. And and it correlates with uh, the Desmond Ritter under that we talked about as well. Like I would take yep. Des- Desmond Ritter under passing yards in the same slip that I took this. I think that they go hand in hand.
1: Yep. And I mean, a, a lot of the props that we've talked about are correlated with mm-hmm. each other. And yeah, so I, I would I would absolutely do that. Take Bijan's is over with Ritter's under and, you know, you could print you could you could legitimately print money
0: that's what i'm saying dude all right before we close out here how about a a meme can i get a can i get a meme prop from each of us here
1: (sighs) yeah you want to i mean you want a clear cut meme prop that i do think has a very good chance of cashing we're gonna go to rushing touchdowns which we didn't really you know talk about touchdowns that much because touchdowns are just so unpredictable and we're trying to you know give the best plays that are Predictable, quite frankly, because of opportunity, targets, situations, etc. Whereas touchdowns just aren't. But Mac Jones over half of rushing touchdown. Like I know you think he's gonna get benched, whatever. Yes. But if he plays 17 games, he's going to get one quarterback sneak. <laughs> one quarterback <laughs> sneak into the end zone, especially with Damien Harris not on the team anymore, a player that they specifically used on the goal line of fuckton. And you know we kind of assume Romandry going to take that role. Which is whatever. And his six and a half rushing touchdown line, we didn't touch on it, but that looks pretty good as well. It's juiced to minus one thirty-five on DraftKings. Mac Jones is going to get one rushing touchdown. He does like he's not the the most athletic guy, obviously, but he does have some mobility and some rushing upshot upside. He has shown that in his two years, he's going to get a quarterback sneak. Like, I'm pretty confident he gets one rushing touchdown this year. Like, no bullshit. Like it's a it's a meme play like it's gonna be a sweat, but he could honestly get this week one, and then you're you got a green square for seventeen weeks.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah. Uh.
1: What's your what's your meme play? I mean, there there's really no you know explaining a half rushing touchdown. It's just you got to get a quarterback sneak. Just yeah. one, just one, one.
0: I like um, a meme receiving touchdown prop for Miles Sanders, actually. And Miles, line...
1: oh, I thought you were going to go with uh, Derrick
0: Henry. I, I was, but I, I actually remembered some interesting tidbits about Miles Sanders here as I was looking it over. Um, He only needs one, okay? He hasn't had a receiving touchdown since his rookie year. He had three his rookie year. Now, this is a personnel thing, okay? In his rookie season, Deuce Staley was his offensive coordinator, who is now the current running backs coach mm. of carolina there have been quotes that they want to use him more as a receiver the way that he was initially as a rookie in philly right they kind of went away from that in recent years and sort of i mean especially last year they were using kenny gainwell in that role deuce Staley, if if you're unfamiliar where his most recent spot in the nfl was was the running backs coach of the detroit lions Mm. where they used deandre swift in that way i think that they gave him a lot of money he had three receiving touchdowns as a rookie with the same system with deuce Staley and all it takes is one all it takes is one you know I yeah, same like thing
1: it. with mac jones just yeah. you just need one just one you
0: just need one and you cash you know yeah come on i'm not mad at that
1: yeah i mean i could i could see it uh the narrative is there if you want to buy into the coaching narrative i i Rookie do think i'd get some dump offs i do think i'd rather play derrick henry just because i want to you know bet on the big dog and i don't think he had one last year
0: yeah, no. See, that's what that's where things get tricky because he hasn't had a receiving touchdown since 2019. Oh. Which seems I thought I swear I thought he had one last no, year, No, he, he had one.
1: the breakaway touchdown where he got caught from behind and fumbled at the 1-yard line.
0: That's what it was, cause that's what it was in my head, and I'm like, I mean, he did it last year. What do we? But yeah, you're right. I remember that now. Yeah, so he, I mean, he has three career receiving touchdowns: one in uh, 2017, two in 2019, and has not had one in the last three years.
1: Yeah, and uh, if we're if we're just on that same note to end it off, if you want to take an under, Josh Jacobs has zero receiving touchdowns in his entire career, and he's been in the in the league for what five years now.
0: Yeah and and zamir white's a good pass catcher by the way i will yeah. say um and then fast forward to a perfectly constructed correlated six legger and josh jacobs gets uh receiving touchdown <laughs> on the first drive of the year
1: yeah i could i could definitely see that <laughs> happening for sure
0: man it feels good to be back um i love that we are able to talk about player props and it's only going to get juicier and juicier as the week's continue to get closer to NFL kickoff. Mm-hmm. We're almost there, dude. We're almost there. Two and a half months. We are getting closer and closer to glory. It's gonna be a profitable year.
1: Almost. Almost there. Yep. I'm I'm very excited for this year. I'm very excited to get back into props and even DFS, which we'll obviously cover in seasoned. And you know, I'm just I'm just uh itching for football to be back and we'll probably do some more you know looking at props the they're gonna add a, a, a lot more props as mm-hmm. the summer goes on it's only june right um so there there will be some more props to to look at and we'll probably do another you know updated props um because we went over a lot here but there's still a lot there's that there, there's still a lot that we could talk about and there's still edges to to be had so excited for that um but nonetheless i think this was a, a pretty good pod in if you want to, if you want to lock in some of these, I mean, by all means, I, I think you should lock them in. Like,
0: yeah, I'm gonna we'll, lock a few of these in after this. We're
1: gonna keep track of our record and guarantee we're gonna have more winners than losers. Oh,
0: I mean, that's not. I mean, we were destroying last season. Uh, that's and a guarantee. We're, we're keeping the momentum. Absolutely guaranteed. Take it to the bank, and that's gonna be it for this off update. This NFL future player prop segment if you're interested in connecting with us on a deeper level make sure you join our discord where we will be updating our props throughout the offseason throughout the regular season you can also follow us on twitter at Ghost media net as well as our personal twitters i'm at ben hover joey's at joey carrion dfs to everybody listening out there we appreciate you we value you until next time let's stay accountable and keep it authentic